time, this doesn't look as attractive as it once did because you're fixing your eyes on the things of the kingdom. I'm just talking about a thousand that have a vision for their heart. They've got passion for God. They're leading intercession on their schools. They're set apart, consecrated under God. And they've got a vision and a mission for their life. Let's pray, and then we'll jump in, okay? God, I thank you for what you're doing here. I thank you for the leaders in this tent. God, we thank you for how you've called us to do something with our lives. You've given us a way You've given us an avenue. And God, we want to be heralders, proclaimers, declarers, missionaries. We want to be what you've called us to be on the East campuses. God, we do not want to waste these precious years. I pray, Lord Jesus, that you would help every person here step into a role of leadership that they never thought possible. I pray, Lord God, that young men and women that are not here tonight, that are not close to God, months from now, would be close to God because of the lives of students in these seats. Strengthen them. Make them fearless. Give them courage. Make them bold. Amen. Amen. These are critical years for you. These are critical years for your friends. Many, oftentimes, it's easy for you to think mostly of yourself and think, how can I endure and make it through high school? But I want to encourage you that these are so important for your friends. And I want you to kind of think tonight, not just about you and you making it. And all right, what's my, you know, what's my GPA going to be? And, 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 and how am I going to make it through high school, you know, and, and, and survive? And where am I going to go to college? And what am I going to do? I want you to take just a minute and take a step back. And I want you to actually run movies in your mind of people that you walk the halls with. Hold on before we get started. I just saw some of my heroes. They're here tonight. My mom and my dad are here. Guys, can you stand up real quick? Come on. Yeah, there it is. Yeah. Woo. That's awesome. One person gave you a standing ovation. And it wasn't Dan. All right, so. It was Nico. All right, so. All right, so. So I want you to think about those people. I want you to imagine. I want you to picture them. Picture who they are. Not theoretically. I don't like it when we talk about our friends and we just think in terms of a subject. My friends. I want you to think about people where you name them, you know. And, and so think of who those people are. People that you know, whether you're private school, home school, charter school, public school, any school, doesn't matter. Think about who those people are. And tonight, I want you to have those people on your mind. I want you to think about they are making decisions that are vital and important. They right now are making decisions about how they're going to live. And many of them are bored. Many of them are wasting a whole lot of time on media. Many of them are clueless about their identity in Christ. Many of them, many of them are walking in just total boredom. And Jesus has given us the most thrilling, exciting mission. And you and I get to invite them into knowing Jesus and going on mission with Jesus... You and I get the high privilege of doing that. And I want you to picture those people. And tonight, I want to warn you, where we're going tonight is my prayer is that tonight, I'm going to, I have these packets here. These are really long. All right, these are long pa- packets. And it's all, it's practical information about how to lead a campus prayer meeting. All right, so on here, we've got, we've got um, a letter from us. Then you have... Uh, why campus prayer exists, what the purpose is, what are the core values of DSM. 
Then you have here um, way that you pray, you build your team, communicate vision, find a sponsor, establish uh, meeting time and locations. Uh, it's all the practical things about how to do this. Because I've heard this for years. David, I, I, I didn't ever start a prayer meeting because I, I just didn't know how. Well, you know what? If you're in this house in DSM, ha, ha. See, I've been doing youth conferences for 15 years and I always have kids. I think I, my youth pastor doesn't care and I don't know how to do it. Well, now in my house, ha, ha, ha. You're getting a big old fat book. All right, so... All right, so then you get the main prayer, main prayer leader's commitments. What does it mean? What, what are we going to require you? What are the qualifi- qualifications? And not only just leaders, but what do co-leaders look like? Then you have leadership 101. This is just John Maxwell principles about how to be a leader. Everybody here tonight, you're a leader. You don't get to be a slacker. You can't be a DSM, be a slacker. You're going to move into being a leader. You might be a slacker right now, but over time, you're going to be a leader. Look at the slacker next to you and say, you're going to be a leader, sucker. All right, good. All right, so characteristics of good leaders. This is, this is what it means to be a good leader. Prayerful, influence, lifestyle. All right, then we're going to get into monthly training, campus prayer training, podcasts. You know, the most strategic way to make disciples these days, Twitter. All right. Submitting to administration. This is your student's bill of rights on a public campus. This is because I always hear this. Oh, it's not, it's illegal. Shut up, moron. Learn what your rights are. All right? Right here. It's going to say, all right, what, what is the student campus bill of rights? This is what's legal here. All right? Okay, this is culture. This is how to create a prayer, uh, prayer culture, the non-negotiables. This is a hundred different ways to pray, actually about 20. All right, this is so much material. This is our statement of faith. If you're like, well, I don't know if I want to do a prayer meeting with you because I don't know what you believe. <laughs> Tough. You don't have that excuse either because I'm telling you what I believe. All right, so there it is. There's our statement of faith. All right, this is how you're going to meet. This is, how to, this is just basic one-on-one, how to get started, how to do a prayer meeting. I have 200 of these packets tonight. All right, now. This is, this is our prayer that you pick up one of these packets, that you study it, that you become one of these leaders. Everybody here is a leader. We, listen, no matter what, no matter what takes on place on Wednesday nights, no matter how many people come to this, to this meeting, this isn't why we exist. We don't exist for this night. We exist so that as many young men and women in this city get a clear understanding of what the gospel of Jesus Christ is about and your missionaries to every campus. So I'm just going to warn you where we're going tonight, the aim, the goal, my few minutes here where I get to spit at you and talk at the same time is that you would become a prayer leader on your campus. And some of you are going to commit to that. Some of you are not ready to, and that's okay. If you're not ready to, that's fine. But I believe there are some of you, there are some of you that are going to want to jump into this. Some of you are freshmen and you're thinking, you know what? I'm not ready. There's some of you that are freshmen that are thinking, I am ready. There are some of you that are seniors and you're thinking, you know what, I'm almost done, so I'm not going to jump in. And there's some of you that are seniors that are thinking, this is my greatest hour because I have the most influence. It's all in your head on how you think. But our aim and our goal is that every single one of you would walk out of here tonight committed to be a prayer leader. And what I hear all the time, what I hear all the time is, David, I don't have the personality of being zealous on my campus. I, don't, I just don't have that personality. And they talk like it's a personality trait. It's not a personality trait. I'm not talking about you possessing a dynamic, uh, uber cool personality where you mobilize people because you have a cool personality. What I'm talking about is you living out your faith on campus, you declaring it every opportunity that you get. And I want to give you tonight the secret of not only how to be a man or a woman that's bold on campus, but how to create a culture, say culture. A culture of rabid, radical, Jesus-loving crazies on your campus. I want to talk to you about how to develop that kind of culture. How to get it, all right? So, 
Acts chapter 4, verse 31. Here it is. It says, after they prayed. So we're talking about the early church here. Are you with me? If you're with me, say, I am. All right. All right, here we go. After they prayed, the place they were meeting was shaken. Grab the face of the person next to you and shake them. Shake them. Grab their cheeks. If they if, if they got a lot of face, I want. I mean, shake them. Shake them. There you go. All right. Now look at me. Say shaken. After they prayed. Now what does that say? It says after they. What's that word right there? What's that third word of the verse? After they. What's that? What's that word? What's? I can't hear you. After they prayed. The place where they were meeting was shaken. They were all filled with the Holy Spirit. And they became a bunch of timid church brats. No, no, no. Okay, let me read it again. And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit. And here's your secret. And they spoke the word of God boldly. Say boldly. Boldly. Just highlight that. Boldly. If you didn't bring a pen, then just shake the person next to you again. Just shake them. Yeah. All right. And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and they spoke the word of God boldly. Amy, this is the secret, right? Lawrence, this is the secret, right? Okay, right here it says it. When they prayed, the place where their meaning was shaken and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and spoke the word of God boldly. I want you to understand something. If you want to know, David... I really don't feel like I can be bold on campus. I really don't know how to do it. I, I want it. Right here, if you look in Acts chapter 4, we find a secret. Being filled with the Holy Spirit and praying. If you will pray, be filled with the Holy Spirit. It's not about your personality. It's not about you're just, you're nat- just the DNA that you were born with. No, God is the one that makes you bold. God is the one. If you just read through the Bible, this is totally true. When you look at Peter, Peter was denying that he even knew Jesus to a servant girl. A little tiny servant girl. You were with that man, Jesus. I was not. You were with Jesus. I saw you. I don't know what you're talking about. No, I know. Surely you're one of his. Man. I don't know why he did that. He said to a woman, man. But anyway, man, I don't know. Peter denied that he even knew Jesus. But then, Acts chapter 2. Holy Spirit comes in power. The disciples begin to pray. Acts chapter 4, they gather together. And after time of prayer, you want to know the secret to boldness? Get on your face before God. You want to know the secret to building a culture of prayer on your campus? Rally a few to begin to pray. Get a few, get a few buddies together. Get a few people start to pray. Because here's what happens. I've watched it for years in the furnace. We've been doing the furnace now for the last 10 years. And I have watched timid, timid college students. And they were, uh, did not have an ounce of boldness. But when you get them in there and, and literally week after week, they're praying and crying out and praying the scriptures. And you start to see people that believe what you believe. And you start to get the word of God saturated inside of you because you're praying it. And you get your eyes 
off of Facebook and you get your eyes off of girlfriends and boyfriends and you get your eyes off of all the other things and you lift them up to the King of Kings and you lift them up to the one who is, really has all power and really does possess the greatest degree of worth than anything else and you start to do that, what happens is the human heart starts to get transformed. The way that, it's, that Paul says it is that you start to get renewed or you're transformed. You start to change in that renewal, that transformation process that begins to start in your heart. All of a sudden you start to see things more like God sees things. And so before you started being a man or a woman of prayer, being in the prayer room, you thought that the biggest deal in the world is what so-and-so thinks of you, what he thinks of you, what she thinks of you, what the teacher said, what your, you know, what, what the latest trend is, the newest TV show, and those are such a big deal to you. And God, oh yeah, God, yeah, my parents love God, and I, was, I have to go to church every once in a while, and God seems like this, yeah, kind of, okay, but let's talk about the real world. Let's talk about real life. Yeah, that's peewee thinking, all right, because the bottom line is when you start to come out of the prayer meeting, you start to get things into perspective, and so you, what you see, you start to fix your eyes eyes on Jesus and you start to fix your eyes on God and you start to kind of see, okay, he is the creator. He is the one who just sneezed and created the heavens and the earth. All right, boom. All right. You start to see, okay, he's the one who is in control. He is the one who loves. He is the perfect, perfect love. He is the one who will return one day. He is far bigger than all of my petty problems. And all of a sudden you start to see with a more godlike perspective. And when you start to see with a more godlike perspective, you become more godlike. When you start to see what God, and you start to see, instead of just seeing your friend and being like, oh, please love me, please, don't you want to need me, know me, please, 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 you start to think, what is their eternal destiny? You start to see, what, was, what does God say about that person? You start to wonder, God, what do you want to do in that person's heart? What do you want to do with that guy? Lord, what, what, what do you want to, and instead of, oh, please, please notice me, please, please think that I'm cool. Look, I earned a pen and I put it on a letter that's on a coat. Please, please think that I'm cool. Please think that I'm, you know, whatever, that I'm good looking, or please like me, or please think that I'm smart or please think that I'm cool. Whatever is cool. If, if currently cool is, you know, hair over your ears or if currently cool is a mohawk or if, all that. Instead, you start to see it like, okay, I see that guy on a higher level than the way that my natural mind filled with a culture that's telling me the way to think. I start to see more like God thinks. I start to see what God's doing in his life. I start to care about heaven and hell issues. Are they going to heaven? Do they know Christ? What's the level of their hurt? How have they been rejected? How can I serve them? How can I help them? I start, I come out of the prayer, and I watched it. I remember when I was in high school, I remember the difference between, we we had this prayer meeting that we did every day, and, and sometimes kids that went to church and you didn't even know that they were saved, they would, once they started and they joined the prayer meeting, all right, they saw all the different people that were committed to Christ and their eyes kind of lit up and they kind of went, oh, wait a minute. If, if this be true that you're in and you're in and, 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 and we're spending time literally asking God's will over the campus, they walked out of the prayer meeting with far more courage than they walked in with. And you watch. The secret to a move of God is not more pizza and more balloons for us to pop with our butts at DSM on Wednesday nights. That's not the secret, all right? The secret to a move of God, the secret to God working in our high school campuses is you. You. You're the one that God has chosen to use. We can't go on your campus. We can make a million YouTube videos. We can have the biggest conference in the world. We can try to figure out, you know, how to do whatever, 
have the biggest ice cream cone in history and everybody comes here and takes a bite. I mean, we could come up with all kinds of craziness. But there is, there is one strategy and it's the strategy that has worked for the past 2,000 years. It is the strategy that has taken this message of the gospel and taken it from being a band of 11 to 12 to now, literally, it is the, 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 the church of Jesus Christ, Christianity, is the largest, the largest, fastest spreading religion in the world. And for 2,000 years, the strategy, the way that Jesus has used people is he looked at people and he said, all right, looked at his disciple and said, you, you are my strategy. You, you go into the world and make disciples of all nations. All right? And many of you, you think, all right, well, my, what I need to do is I need to go into Albania or I need to go into Iraq or I need to go wherever. And you've kind of got any, listen, you know what your nation is right now? It's your school. It's this tribe. It's this city. If you're a charter school or homeschool, it's right here. It's kids right here in this city. Your mission, your nation, the people group that you're connected with, it's right here. You're called. God's got a strategy for Rampart. It's you. God's got a strategy. TCA. I'm not going to get into this because I don't want to have people feel bad when I don't say this. I'm going to stop there. God has a strategy for your school. It's you. And I don't care how great of a campus pastor Dan and Amy Perkins are. I don't care how well Daniel Webb can go, go Rams. I don't care (laughs) what environments we create. The secret is not a strategy. The secret is not a meeting. The secret is not a banner. The secret, the the way, the strategy, the avenue. You're the ones that God's going to use. And so our prayer for you is that you would lead a prayer meeting. That you would lead a prayer meeting on your campus. You don't have to. It's not like you're not in good with us. We're not demanding. It's not a demand. It's an invitation. Some of you will do it. Some of you won't. And that's great. It's not a badge. I'm a prayer leader. What's up? And that's not a badge. But some of you, some of you, your heart beats for it. Some of you are already doing it. But we're going to organize it. Stephan and Candace Davis are organizing this strategy. And we want to see campus prayer meetings on every campus. So I'm going to give you five steps tonight to leading a campus prayer meeting. Number one is a very deep idea. Start it. That's deep right there. Nobody's going to start it for you. Often there's no prayer meetings because people shrug their shoulders and say, I don't know what to do. They don't know, they say, I don't know how. Listen, if you can read, then you know how. Ha <laughs> If you can't read, then you should wait till you can. All right? Find a place and a time. Find a place and a time and launch it. Tell people about it. Find any avenue that you can. We showed Lawrence. Do you see Lawrence on there? Just telling you guys where his prayer meeting was. You know why we showed him? Because he asked. Because he said, I want everybody at DSM to know where I'm praying on my high school campus. You know why we showed that? Because he asked. So I just went over to Stefan and I was like, dude, go get me the flip camera. And I'm just going to show, I'm going to just video Lawrence tonight. And we're going to tell everybody at DSM next week. We're going to tell him, 
Because anybody that goes to Liberty, I want them to know about that prayer being taken place. So you know what I'm going to do tonight? If you, start, if you commit to this, you take a packet and you commit, I'm going to take this camera. You're going to meet me up here in the meeting with Stefan. And if you want to, we're just going to get a video of you and we're going to just start declaring prayer meetings. I mean, we're, my, my aim and my goal is that the, the, I mean, the craziest amount of prayer meetings take place all over this campus. And it's just like propaganda all over the place. It's like an army, a volunteer army is what it says in Psalm 110. A volunteer army of young people that are starting prayer meetings all over the place. That's where we're aiming. But you got to start it. You got to just start it. Doesn't, you gotta, don't, don't depend on this system. This is probably a lame system. I'm just trying to, that was Lawrence's idea. I'm just trying to throw out, I'm just, I'm just trying to throw it out. I'm just trying to throw out ideas. I knew one kid. I knew one kid. He didn't know how to, how, he wanted to start a prayer meeting. He didn't know how to get the, the news out. And so he was trying to get his school to do it and trying to go through the announcements. And he was trying to go through all the proper channels and he just couldn't get anything done. So finally he went to Walmart, took 40 bucks and bought uh, $40 worth of white BVDs or I don't know, maybe it's Fruit of the Loom, white t-shirts. And then he wrote on there the name of the prayer meeting, the place and the time. And he started passing out free t-shirts. He said, hey, wear this, wear this. And he started wearing it. He wore it every day. Well, not the same shirt, but like he wrote it on there. You know what? Over time, everybody knew about the prayer meeting. That guy led, led, I'm not exaggerating. I'm telling you the truth. Over 100 young men and women came to Christ that year because of that that young man's zeal. So I want to encourage you. I I don't know how you do it. Do it it the way that you want to do it, but start it. Okay. One person that's, you know, we had Sky Miller the other day come up and talk. I've got... Yeah, yeah. Well, I've got someone else who did a great job leading a campus prayer meeting back in the 70s, and her name is Amy Perkins. Give a big hand for Amy Perkins. Here it is. Hey, DSM. I didn't go to high school in the 70s. Um, well, hey, I just want to paint a picture for you really fast about who, who I was in high school. Um, I was a normal Christian kid, just like you, went to youth group, came from a broken family, had a single mom, I was kind of a nerd, but kind of had cool friends. I was in band, and I was in color guard, and I did all that stuff. And just normal kid, went to school. And, and I came, I happened to, I went to, actually went to school in Texas. Woo. Um, and came out here, uh, going into my senior year, uh, to a thing called Desperation Summer in- Internship, which is coming back this year. Um, and God just broke my heart for my campus. And... So what I did is he didn't download the strategic plan of what I was going to do and how I was going to do it. My heart just ached for my friends. My heart just ached for the people that I went to school with. And so what I did is I just went back and I just started praying and asking God, what do I do? I have friends that are Christians, but they don't really care. How do I, how do, I do this? And so um, the Lord just opened up an opportunity. I got asked to speak at See You at the Pole. And so what I did is I just said, guys... There's a, you know, 200 of us here today, but what would happen if we started coming week after week after week? What would God do? And so I said, guess what? I'm here today, but, but I am going to be here next week and the week after that. So I just, I just said it then. I said, I'm going to be here. I'm starting this thing. I don't know what we're starting, but we're just going to start to pray. You're here today, so come next week. So about 60 people came the next week. 30 the next week, 15, 5, sometimes just, just me. But we, just what David said, we had to just start it. I had to just say, okay, we're just going to start praying. And so, so we did it. And so I just want to be a testimony to you guys 
No matter who you are, no matter what your story is, no matter where you're from, just start. Just start talking. Just start rallying your friends. If you're in an FCA or if you're not, I wasn't. I wasn't even a leader in like the Christian girls club. I wasn't good enough. But I just started praying. So, And listen, one of the things that Amy just mentioned, a lot of times we think, okay, if that's the means, then the end, the primary goal is, is, that, is that something huge happens and it's in the newspaper and it just is larger than life and fire falls from heaven and burns up my school so I don't have to go anymore. And, you know, like, whatever. Okay, let me tell you this. Here's the deal. I don't care. I don't care how many kids come. You be faithful and steady. And you know what? It might, you might see a move of God this year. You might go on to college and set it in motion and there'll be more later. The issue is this. When we pray, God does stuff. And whether you see it, whether you see it now or whether it's decades from now, every prayer that you pray makes a measurable impact on your campus. And so we're going to do it in faith. We're going to believe. We're going to press. So number one is start it. Number two, own it. Own it. This is my campus. It's just why we have all of these phrases on here where they say, this is my campus. This is your mission field. This is your opportunity. This is your privilege. This is, these are your days. And so I want to encourage you, stretch out your hands as you, not right now, uh, but when you're, when, you're praying, when you're praying, stretch out your hands over the high school and just own it. This is our campus. We want as many as possible to know Jesus on our campus. As you walk through the hallways, own it. These are the kids in our campus. This is my campus. This is, these are, this is where you've called me, God, to be a light. I encourage you, think. Start it. I'm going to own it. Here's number three. Enjoy it. I mean, literally. Sometimes I've seen guys that they, they start it with this... Um, so much almost rage toward the devil that they scare everybody away. All right? But let me tell you something. Isaiah 56, 7 says, there will be joy in my house of prayer. Okay? And one of the ways that you will influence people to be a part and to come, and the more people praying, the better. The way that you will, the way that you will rally them is if you authentically enjoy it. You enjoy God. And you have an authentic enjoyment of who God is and what God wants to do on your campus. You personify someone that isn't doing this with kind of teeth gritted, watch me, I'm going to do this. But you understand core convictions of this is all about God, this isn't about me. This isn't about your leadership skills. This isn't even about the stories that you report. This is because we pray because God hears our prayers. Jesus told us to pray. And this is the wise way for me to spend my days. And if you'll do that, and you'll say, every prayer matters. Every prayer. This is my privilege. This is, this is me on the front lines of my mission field. And it's not you sitting... It's not like you come every day and you come... It's, like, it's, not, saying, it's not like coming to Santa Claus and saying... God, uh, say, you know, God will do this, God will do that. Kind of like my children would, you know, sit on Santa Claus's lap at the mall and say, can I get this toy or that toy? That's not what prayer is. This is like you have a radio and you are on the front lines of a battlefield and you get to communicate with the one who is in all control. And you on the front lines get to talk to God. If you 
recognize it as a privilege, as an honor, as a joy, as a delight. There will be joy in my house of prayer. You study who God is. And instead of this being mostly just about you or this is about God is awesome. And you take even what Dan Perkins preached, the series that he did about Jesus is awesome. So you recognize how awesome Jesus is. And because of that, you authentically enjoy it. And you enjoy the prayer meeting. You watch. Many will want to join you. Many will be attracted. Number four is this. Pray the Bible. Pray the Bible. One of the things that we did is when we just allowed the whole prayer request thing to take place, where all we did was prayer requests, people stopped coming because it just got overrun by someone talking. They'd be like, can you pray for, and then 15 minutes of some horrible thing, or some great thing, or some test that they're about to fail, or something. Here's what you do. When you pray the Bible, what it does is it enables everybody to stay on track, to stay on course. It enables everybody. And so you may stop and you may do different things from time to time. But in general, you're in a culture where God's already said, if you read, if you just read, I mean, what, what, is, what is said in the Bible, God wants to do. <laughs> you don't have to wonder. It's done. All right? So the avenue, the track that I would encourage you when you're leading a prayer meeting is pray the Bible. Just pray the scriptures. Go through, and we'll give you cards. We've been making them for years. We'll, as time goes on, we're going to give you actual just, just cards that just list just prayers in the New, Old Testament and New Testament where, that you can just take those cards and pray them over your campus. I, I remember when I was in school, I stumbled onto starting to really enjoy the prayer meeting. I started it out of mission. Ah, you know. But then... But then over time, when you're talking to God in a real person, and then you fall in love with what he falls in love with, and then I really, I really started to enjoy connecting with people that, um, that believed and jumped in and were on mission with me, and, and friendships formed out of that. And then, you know, truth be told is when you do that, and you kind of hang out together, and you, you talk together, you, you develop some memories, you develop some good days. You develop some times where we prayed for something and God did something awesome. You develop some hard days where you believed and you didn't see it come to fruition like you had hoped and you walk each other through those moments and you wrestle with it. But I was surprised how coming together and praying together, I started to enjoy those people so much. I, my strongest group of friends all throughout my teen years to this day were guys from school that came from different churches, but we were connected to see our campus come to Jesus. And I believe you'll be surprised if you'll, if you'll come together and pray the scripture. You'll be surprised about the community that will form. Some of you will pray by yourself and that's a glorious testimony. I love that. That'll be your testimony. If it's just you, that's great. That's what it was for Lou Engle. Lou Engle is this guy. He's, he's like in his 50s. And um, Lou has literally spoken to millions of people. He's most famous for rallying 400,000 people to come to pray on September 2nd, 2000. He's a, he's a strong leader. But when he tells a story about when he was a youth pastor... He says, the youth group at the time when I took it over was 50 kids. And the way he rocks when he talks, he was like, but I grew it down to one. 
me and one crazy kid that would pray with me. And then he prayed for 30 years for move of God, and boom, one day there was 400,000 people on the mall of Washington, D.C. You never know. You can't measure it. Only God measures it. So don't start measuring it. Don't say, well, I got three. Well, I got seven. No, no, no. Just, just leave that to God and you just be faithful. You just be steady. The fifth point is this. If you can, bring worship into your meeting. Bring worship. Worship and prayer go together like peanut butter and jelly. They're just good together. You want them together. Peanut butter and chocolate. All right? You, 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 you want worship and prayer together. Okay? Here's why. If you read in Revelation 5, the Bible says that that's what it looks like in heaven. That in heaven, there's worship and prayer simultaneously going on for eternity. All right? And what we want to do is if you'll bring worship where we declare, God, you're awesome, you're awesome, you're awesome, you're awesome, you're awesome, you're awesome. No matter what I feel, no matter what I feel, no matter what I feel, you're awesome, you're awesome, you're awesome, you're awesome. Okay? Then you go to prayer. Your will be done, your will be done, your will be done. No matter what I feel, I believe that you hear my prayers. I believe that my prayers matter. Your will be done, your will be done, your will be done, your will be done. You're awesome, you're awesome, you're awesome. Your will be done, your will be done, your will be done. You're awesome, you're awesome, you're awesome. Your will be done, your will be done, your will be done. You're awesome, you're awesome. Those two go great together. All right? Because what you're doing is you're saying, this is all about you. And then you're saying, now have your way. And then you're, now have your way, have your way. But this is all about you. And it's all about you. And it's all about you. And it's all about you. But you want to do something on the earth. But you want to do something on the earth. But you worship and prayer. Now. If you, can get a prayer lead, if you can get a worship leader, plays the guitar, great. If you can't, if you got an iTouch, you can download Pandora, and put Desperation Band Radio on there. All, it's all great, except for make sure when there's the advertisement, that's a prayer moment. Be like, Jesus. All right, so get that on there. If you, gotta do, if you, can, do, if you can do an iPod, do that. Alabama, I tell the story like a broken record. Matt Pitt started praying with guys with an iPod. That prayer meeting became 5,000. And even with 5,000, they never put a worship leader on the stage. It was just an iPod and 5,000 teenagers worshiping God. I love that. It does not matter, the instrument. If, even if you have, I mean, even if, do whatever it takes. But if you can get worship and prayer, worship and prayer. You're awesome, you're awesome, you're awesome. Your will be done, your will be done, your will be done. All right? You want to get worship in the midst of it. All right? Now, Nico, if you want to come on up. Stefan, if you can bring the packets. This is not a big, this is, a, this is not like an emotional moment. I want to have kind of like a commitment moment. If you are interested this year leading your campus in prayer, and that doesn't mean you have to be the leader. Even if someone else leads it, like if you go to Liberty and you go to Lawrence Superb Me, I'm not talking about like, my goal isn't that we have, oh, we have seven DSM kids at Liberty and so we have seven different prayer meetings. No, 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 no. Like just go and pray. Just be a part of a group on a campus. We are aiming at a weekly prayer meeting led by a student, not led by Amy, not led by Candace, not led by, led by you. On cities, on on campuses across the city. And so, if you're in, I want you to come up here. I want you to sign your name one of these spots. I want you to pick up a packet and stay up here. We're going to pray together real quickly. Ready, go. I mean this. This ain't just like, hey, this is fun. I'm talking like we're going to, I mean, we're getting your email. I mean, we're, we got, we're going to, does it have a phone number? I mean, we're going to work on this. We're going to have training sessions. 
We're going we're to rally together. We're going to go after these schools. Our strategy is prayer. The leaders are you. It's not the campus pastor. They're not the leaders. You're the leader. DLA is not the leaders. You're the leader on these schools. Who knows what God will do? we're going to do. I'm going to pray for you. I just want you to linger right here. And then I'd love to connect with you. If you want to, if you've already started a prayer meeting and you want to just tell DSM about it, I'm going to take, I'm going to take this up there. I'm going to go up there and I'm just going to be videoing tonight. I'm, I'm going to do Adam. I'm going to do what Adam does. I'm just going to take some videos. I just want you to say who you are. Not, not super flashy, just straight up I'm going to go up there I want you to sign these papers I want you to take this packet study it learn it blog it memorize it tweet it just know it these are packets your bill of rights for students legally that you can lead a prayer meeting on campus how to connect with a teacher how to get a room it's all there everybody raise your hands with me Everybody, whether you're up here or not, let's just raise our hands together. Jesus, we love you. God, I thank you for every man and woman in this room. I thank you for DSM. I thank you for the prayer leaders who are going to lead on campus. I thank you for Pikes Peak Community College being transformed by a high school kid. I thank you, Lord God, for homeschool students to get a vision, night and day prayer in our city, and lead meetings. I thank you, Lord God, for young men and women, charter schools, public schools. God, I lift up right now thousands that are going to know about Jesus because of the leaders in this room three months from today. We lift them up. We pray, Lord God, have your way. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on our campuses. And everybody said amen. 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 Let's give Jesus a shout. And over time, this doesn't look as attractive as it once did because you're fixing your eyes on the things of the kingdom. I'm just talking about a thousand that have a vision for their heart. They've got passion for God. They're leading intercession on their schools. They're set apart, consecrated under God. They've got a vision and a mission for their life.